Well, one of the hottest teams right now being talked about in the Big 12, it's amazing what one week will do, is the Kansas State Wildcats. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Always great to welcome on our friend Tim Fitzgerald. Go Power Cat. Check out those guys. Got you covered with K-State top to bottom, doing great work every single day. Tim, welcome in. It is amazing what one week will do for a team losing to Tulane, beating Oklahoma and Norman. How do you explain it? It's incredible. And, again, it just always goes to show that every week in college football is a fresh week. I mean, you can pick up momentum and you have bad spells, but, you know, Chris Kleiman said it this way. You're playing 12 one-game seasons. Because it does kind of feel like every game's a different season, and you can just pick up the momentum or drop it or at any moment. So I've never seen a swing in performance. I've seen a team come off a bad loss. Kansas State lost Arkansas State two years ago and then won at Oklahoma. But they were dreadful against Tulane, including Adrian Martinez. And then they go to Oklahoma and like, oh, you know what? We're going to be really good now, including Adrian Martinez, <laughs> who was out of his mind good, Heisman Trophy good. I'm not sure the team or the quarterback can perpetuate that level of play, but it was an awesome sight to see to watch a team so redefine itself after doing the same thing in a negative fashion the week before. I know. I was blown away. Now, I I, I liked K-State to cover the spread because I knew they played them well, but I didn't see that kind of performance coming, and that third and long uh, from Martinez to basically seal the victory was beyond impressive. Is that the game that that springboards him to be the player that we all, in K-State fans, hoped that he would be? Or are you still saying, all right, got to see a little bit more against starting with Texas Tech this weekend? Yeah, you probably need to replicate it to some degree. I don't think we'll see K-State play with that kind of emotion and, and, you know, just overall execution again this week. That's hard to maintain. If they do, they're going to route Texas Tech because that was a really, really strong performance. And I, I think in a weird way, the defense played well, too, at giving up more than 500 yards. But at key moments of that game, they were able to contain or slow down a really good Oklahoma offense. So now can Kansas State bounce back, find the right level of emotion? You know, is the, is the porridge going to be too cold or too hot? They need to find just right. And I think they can find that. And if they settle into that, they're going to start clicking off victories because this is a manageable stretch of games with Tech at home, go to Iowa State, off week, go to TCU. You can make some hay in that stretch if you play good football. So hopefully Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn and this offense and what they put on display against Oklahoma, that zone read, RPO, just the huge challenge, those two weapons, you know, fitting together, offer a defense. If they can keep that going, Boy, it's going to be hard to stop. What's your take, Tim, since you're the first uh, Big 12 team to see Oklahoma this season? Um, what is your takeaway from that game in terms of what the Sooners are and what they can be? They're good. Um, they're not as good as other Sooner teams, I don't think. They don't have a level of weapons on the offensive side. I mean, Mims is a great receiver. And, you know, I, I kind of laughed in the first half when K-State had one of its freshmen corners matched up with Marvin Mims. I'm like, well, that's a lesson you're going to learn because you're going to lose this one. <laughs> and he did. Omar Daniels got torched for a touchdown, but I think he'll be better for it. Um, yeah, Oklahoma's really good, but, uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel's solid. But 
He's not Baker Mayfield. And none of the running backs in the backfield have the same oomph that previous Oklahoma running backs have. And they don't have the depth at receiver or the tight end. And uh, But still, this is a good team, maybe the best team in the Big 12, even though they just lost that game. We'll see how the season plays out. Um, but uh, I, I don't think anyone's going to be terrified of Oklahoma. And honestly, Pete, that's a big that's a big thing in conference play. When you get scared of a program because of who they are, like Nebraska had in the Big 8 and Big 12 for a long time, it's hard to beat them because you always have that, oh, this is Nebraska or Oklahoma. I, I think the coaching change and everything going on with the conference, nobody's scared of Oklahoma and Texas right now. In fact, they're highly motivated to show them that they weren't the whole thing about this conference, even if they kind of felt or showed that at times this conference was always good with or without them. Yeah, uh, that's the vibe I'm getting as well. And we saw, obviously, Texas uh, lose in in embarrassing fashion last week against uh, Texas Tech. So when you look at this K-State team and people that maybe haven't watched the first month of the season, they know Deuce Vaughn, they know Adrian Martinez is there, they maybe saw the highlights of his performance last week. But what to you has been most impressive thus far where maybe people aren't thinking as much about when they think Kansas State football? The safeties. I mean, because at the start of the season, if we went back and listened to a segment we did together, I probably said the safeties were the weak point of the team, that they have to find depth there, that they have to, you know, have these transfers come in and be effective. And all three of them have been effective, starting with Kobe Savage, who was the Big 12 newcomer of the week this week in the conference. And he's playing at an extremely high level. Josh Hayes is playing at a high level. They hit home runs at the safety spot. And in this conference, with these offenses, when they put you in stress with the RPO or the zone read, the safeties are so important. And these guys, for the most part, have been spot on all season long. They will be really tested this week because Donovan Smith, the tech quarterback, does a great job putting that ball in the gut of the running back and then pulling it back out if he wants to or throwing it. This is going to be a challenge, but you know the safeties have stood up to that for the most part this season. Tim Fitzgerald, Go Power Cat, is uh, joining us here on the show. In the trenches, we thought this defensive line would be one of the stronger D-lines um, in the Big 12. Do you feel like right now this team is where it expected to be um, when it comes to what they have going on on both lines, or do you think there's still work to be done? There's work to be done. I thought Eli Huggins was really good at stretches against Oklahoma. I mean, he was just throwing the center aside and getting into the backfield on many key plays. And that's a, an effect that Felix Andy D.K. Uzama brings with him, that they're going to double him and maybe leave Eli Huggins or the other end uh, in single blocking. They've got to make their choices. They're trying to stop Felix from getting to the quarterback, and he's disrupting in other ways that don't show up in the stats. Um, this is such a fun and entertaining defense at times. This is a tech team that doesn't quite offer the protection along that offensive line that maybe Oklahoma did with Dylan Gabriel. Donovan Smith is slippery and elusive, but I feel like they're going to get to him. I feel like Felix is going to have a day, and if Nate Matlack comes back and is a little bit more healthy with that high ankle sprain, um, he's so impactful too. I I don't think we've seen the front of this defense totally unleashed on a, a passing game that we might see against the Red Raiders. Yeah, uh, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Now, suddenly this game uh, between K-State and Texas Tech is – Arguably the most intriguing game in the Big 12 based on what each team did last week. 
Uh, it's on ESPN Plus. I don't know if ESPN would have done this if they knew how the games would end up going last week. Well, how should the Big 12 fan, the K-State fan, think about this, Tim? Because I get why ESPN's doing it from a business model perspective. They want the signups. But it's also like, hey, if you're going to be promoting the Big 12 and putting a really good game on ESPN Plus, I don't think they do this with two SEC teams that just beat Georgia and Alabama last week. Do you? No, they would. They would find a way to change it. Yeah. I mean, because they, they probably could have. They could have called up the conference and said, I know we put this game on, you know, on ESPN Plus, but we put the rest of the conference on six-day hold. So we're going to put this game in the ESPN slot and move. It wouldn't affect the game one bit. Um, so I'm a little surprised they didn't do that. Maybe they still think that this is one of the worst games in the conference. Or Pete, maybe you're right. Maybe they don't view ESPN Plus as a downgrade. I think we all know it is because people just aren't in this streaming zone yet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm, I'm so old. I was talking to someone about this earlier this week. I remember when there was the same reaction over ESPN and cable. <laughs> well, I, I don't have cable. I, I, I just have local channels. Why isn't this on a network TV? Yeah, it kind of feels like that's happening all over again. And I think it's interesting that my generation kind of saw the well, how do I get cable? What do I do? We don't have cable in the country. And now it's all about streaming. We don't have the quality internet in the country. We don't, and it's all kind of repeated itself. It will catch up. I think the Chiefs game against, um, oh my gosh, who was it? Chargers. Chargers? Yeah, Chargers. Um, and what it did on Amazon in terms of signups changes the whole game. It it probably sends a message to streamers that, okay, you're putting these these, what you see as less significant games on your streaming service. The day will come when someone's going to say the big game of the week in the Big 12 is Oklahoma State and Baylor, it's our feature on ESPN Plus or Amazon or Paramount Plus or the Peacock, whatever streaming service you have, it's going to come to that, but we're not there yet. I'm disappointed this game's on streaming just because it means a lot in the Big 12 standings. And within the context of the fact that they put every other game on the six-day hold except this one. This was the crappy one that they parked away. We don't need to see what you're going to do next week. We know you suck, and they were wrong. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, Tim. This is what's kind of driving me nuts as someone that watches the entire Big 12 and wants to watch the Big 12. You know, if you've got two or three games going on and one's on ESPN+, Plus, it's hard to get from ESPN Plus back to your cable network or your yep. YouTube TV. It's not like just flipping the channels. So that's that's something to me. I don't know how they figure it out, but I just anecdotally find that difficult and frustrating. You might bring up something really tangible, that the streaming services aren't made for channel flipping time periods which would be all day Saturday, basically. Mm -hmm. They are made for that Thursday night football in the NFL. That's the only game. This is your only choice. Unless you're in the local market, you got to go over here and you're not flipping away because you're watching. This is the game. So maybe moving forward, a streaming partner for the big 12 would look at, okay, we're going to have some games on Saturday that will be on the streamer just because we don't have enough slots. You know, if you're a 16 school conference, you got eight games probably. And, that's going to be t- difficult, but I do think we might see like a Thursday or Friday night feature game on a streaming service that is a standalone, this is the game of the week, go watch it here. That might be a pretty good way to go if you're a streaming service. 
Yeah, that's an int- I think we just solved it there, Tim. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> they got to put us together more often. We'll solve a lot of stuff. I'm with you there, brother. All right, uh, the Big 12 top to bottom, the ESPN SP Plus rankings, the you know advanced metrics, has the Big 12 just behind the SEC in terms of conference strength. We know what Kansas is doing, and Kansas was a big reason this league was oftentimes held down in those kind of rankings and standings. I am, I mean, literally, Tim, every fan base in this league right now can make a case for why their team could play, not win, but play for a Big 12 championship. What do you make of this league top to bottom? And you mentioned being an old guy, so I'll ask you as an old guy, how does this rank in terms of excitement going into the rest of the league season? Well, I think we have Kansas to thank for that. And to a lesser degree, Tech. These teams were ninth and 10th of the preseason poll. If I recall correctly, maybe TCU was down there, but they just spanked SMU. Mm-hmm. There's no off weeks. There's no, it's so relentless. It's just unbelievable how this conference comes at you week after week after week. And I recognize that the upper portion of the SEC is unmatched in the Big 12. We just mm-hmm. saw Oklahoma might be the program that we expect to match that. And they lost. Baylor was maybe expected to match that. They lost to BYU earlier this year. But the bottom end of it, Missouri, would be a distant last in the Big 12. It just would. Mm -hmm. So the bottom portion of the SEC does offer you some weeks off, some less strenuous tests, so to speak. Um, And it just depends on how you look at it. I think the relentless nature of the Big 12 will make it the most difficult conference to survive. And... I'll be fascinated to see the ESPN commentary. Is it because the Big 12 is so good that maybe two two lost teams are playing for the conference title? Or is it because the conference just sucks? It's just yep. no good. And yep. you can't really rationally make that that argument when you look at the non-conference schedule and what the Big 12 did outside of conference play. <laughs> I think we know uh, where ESPN will take that conversation. Yep. Just, just my hunch. I'm pretty sure we know. So as you look at this weekend then against Texas Tech, Tim, and and how this thing could play out uh, on Saturday, I think the last I saw there's only a few hundred, couple hundred tickets left for the game, so it should be a great scene at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. But uh, Texas Tech, what concerns you about Donovan Smith, the offense, and what they're bringing also on the defensive side? They just don't go away. I mean, they've been on the ropes against Houston and Texas and found a way to win in overtime in those two games. They should have lost against Texas. They they mm-hmm. did everything they needed to do to lose that game by early third quarter. Texas is in their territory, already up two touchdowns after Joy McGuire went for it on fourth down in his own territory. Uh, yeah, but they stopped him. They kept, kept making one more play. How many fourth downs did they get where they converted? When, it shouldn't have worked, but they threw up a pass and it got caught. Or a guy ran through three tacklers to go an extra three yards to get to the markers. You watch that Texas game, it happens over and over and over. And what should scare K-State is that wasn't a sign of luck or fortune. That was a sign of a team that just keeps coming at you until they wear you out. And they might try to do that to K-State on Saturday. Yeah. And last thing, Tim, while it's on my mind, uh, Nebraska, that job opening, you know, look at the Big 12 and the coaches, I think that, you look at the Iowa State and uh, Baylor game last week, Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell, what Lance Leipold is doing, Chris Kleiman, Joey McGuire. I think you got a, some of the best coaches in the country here in this conference. Uh, 
Coach Kleiman, is there any concern that that he may be intrigued by, say, the Nebraska job, or do folks feel like things are pretty stable right now with him being in Manhattan? Well, I think the the Tulane loss is a a nice thing to happen in that on that front at least. True. Um, it might have taken a little wind out of his you know sales in terms of what the fan base wants up there. Lance Leipold's really tangible. I really hope he doesn't leave Kansas for Nebraska. I mean, I look, I, I, I know Nebraska's reputation. I grew up with it. We all understand what it was in the 90s and before. But this program's a shell of itself, and it's left its recruiting roots behind, and it's in a conference in which it doesn't fully fit. And it's paying the price, and I don't think the problem is the coach. I think the problem is the conference. And I think the problem is they abandoned everything that was the root system of their program, and now they're figuring out they can't figure out why the branches are dying. Hmm. They, they need to get they really need to get back to the Big Twelve, and they won't do it. And now with the money difference that will be coming for the two conferences, they will never do it. Well, that is literally the price you will pay for being in the Big Ten. Nebraska football will have better seasons. They will improve. A new coach will come in and have his moments, but it will never be the same in Lincoln. Totally agree. He's the man, Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. Check him out everything Kansas State. Tim, great to have you on, my friend. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Pete. Always good to do it. Love Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Covering the Big 12, top to bottom, hey, Podcasters, want a free Heartland College Sports koozie? Just subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review on iTunes, and send me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It'll take you 30 seconds, and it's a great way to help us keep growing this show. You're doing it. You're helping us do it, and it's my way of saying thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.